Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, black and white sports fans. It is another live stream from us. I know we went live last night unexpectedly, uh, but we're here for the morning show for you guys. Lots of NFL stuff to actually talk about. And uh, Rhodes is here alongside of me as always. What's going on, man? Good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, black and white sports fans in the chat. It was an interesting NFL weekend, two out of the four games were interesting, had a little drama. The last six minutes of the Cowboys and the 49ers were, was absolutely berserk, and we're going to get into that. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty fired up for this morning's show. Yeah, after the world yeah. was on fire last night. Yeah, and um, I actually got to sleep a little bit earlier because uh, in the third quarter, it was over for the Steelers. We're going to talk a little um, Roethlisberger um, as well. Um, he may be done. In the NFL, don't know yet for sure, but um, smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. We're gonna wait till more people get in here before we uh drop into the main topics here. But let me acknowledge the chat. Happy Cool is here. Mike is here. Philip uh, Daya is here. Peter Scalfani is here. Spud Grunwald is here. Vulture X is here. Uh, Vulture X three is here. NPC. Mass Palpatine Psychosis is here. JS. Uh, Gemini Gemini is here also. We got Super Chats here too. Thanks for the Super Chats that are coming in. Connor Akers for $5. The day after a Cowboys loss is the only time first take is watchable. Now, I started watching a little bit of uh, Undisputed to see what what they would say. I really didn't get that far because I had some other stuff to do. But thanks for the Super Chat. Connor Akers, $2 AB to the USFL. I know I don't want it to happen. It's not going to happen. He's not going to the USFL. Uh, no way he's doing that. I don't think so. I don't think no. they, I don't know that they can afford to pay him what I'm sure he <laughs> yeah. thinks he's worth. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, Ro- what he what he thinks he's worth. Yeah. Austin Rasta is here. Chet is here. Uh, Clown Man. Mick Walsh channel member he's here as well bit supportive of us um as well he, he's on uh, writing some stuff also on the website as well uh almost 100 people in here we're going to be getting that show started smash the thumbs up button guys let's get to 100 thumbs up at least right now we got 104 people watching we can get up to 100 uh thumbs up so yeah, but a crazy day, man. Crazy, crazy uh, NFL Sunday. Uh, the Butts game was a dud. We don't need, need to talk about that game, really. And the Steelers game, 
was a dub. We're not going to talk about that because I didn't really watch it because it was such a blowout. <laughs> I was wrong about it. I picked the Steelers. I thought some kind of way um, the Steelers would probably win. Actually, they got off to a good start. They picked off Mahomes. Um, but that seven points that Steelers got came on defense. So, oh, man. Hopefully, again, the game tonight is probably going to be good, though. Yeah, and that. You know, that uh, Chiefs win, that set up a, a a matchup this coming weekend that is sort of a shame that it's not the AFC championship game, but it's going to be the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, should be should be a good game. Yeah, so. definitely should be um, a good game. Uh, the Greg is here, $5. Off a weekend, fellas. Pats got bent over, and my UCLA Bruins extended Chip Kelly four years. Help me <laughs> off the cliff. Fire Chip Kelly. Well, thank you to the Greg, man. Sorry about Chip getting extended, man. Do not fear the Greg. You got to look at little glass half full action with the Patriots. Dude, the Patriots made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback that you absolutely know can play in this league. He was the had the best season of all rookie quarterbacks. It's positive news for the Patriots right now. Okay, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would not feel bad if I was a Patriot fan this morning. I don't care what that score was, dude. You made the playoffs. You're set up with another franchise quarterback for twelve or fifteen years. You got Belichick. Don't worry about it. See, see you in the AFC Championship game next hmm. year. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see. Asta La Rasta, five dollars, Jerry. Said 500 coaches could win a Super Bowl in the 90s, and one did. And uh, yeah, one did once. Since it's been, since it's been all suffering as Cowboy Jerry has to go to see a change. Yep, he said that, and he was right. Man, maybe he still thinks he's right, but uh, he's not right. He's not right anymore, man. This ain't the 90s anymore. Time to turn over the reins to Stephen. Uh, but uh, thanks for that uh, super chat. Okay. Since we already got about 150 people in, in here now, I guess we can start off talking about the Dallas Cowboys. If you guys watched the live stream last night, you know that there was a crazy weird play. <laughs> and during that um, that live stream, we didn't know who made that call. That was a direct run for Dak with 14 seconds left. Now we know, guys. It was Mike McCarthy. It was his call. And he defends making that call. To me, this is a fireable offense. Because now, guys, let me pull it up here. <laughs> I mean, I'm just get to aston- I'm a, I'm astonished by this. What he said. I'm a Niners fan, and it was the worst call I've ever seen in my entire life. The worst call <laughs> in oh. NFL history. Okay. Terrible. This Terrible. is tweeted out. McCarthy has blamed the reps all season. Now, I'm gonna play this clip here, guys. And the defense that they were playing, they were in the sideline defense. Let me let me start over again. I'm gonna play this clip here. I want you guys to listen to him, especially at the end here. Let's roll the clip. Run this play and still have time to get up and spike it. Is 14 the minimum, or do you go? Well, less I mean, there's, uh, we, we call them thresholds and you know fill position, what yard line you're at, and which you're trying to get to too, based on you know defense that they're trying to. The defense that they were playing, they were in the sideline defense, so they were protecting the sidelines. And 
so that was the best option to you know to be able to get the ball. I mean, it's it's like anything else. Do you do you want to be running the hail mary play from the fifty yard line, or you want to be running five verticals from the twenty five yard line? So that's the decision. It's the right decision. Um, you know, it's just like anything. It's you know the, the execution between us and the officiating spot in the ball obviously wasn't intent. Wasn't you know. We shouldn't have had any problem getting the ball spotted there. That's the quote you're looking for. We shouldn't have had any problems getting the ball spotted. Yeah. You sure shouldn't have because the really? damn call shouldn't have been made to begin the with. The call should have never been made. He is throwing the blame on the refs for the refs to put the ball in a spot with pretty much, you know, about three seconds left. And then at that, the Cowboys didn't allow the ref a chance to even spot the ball. They know the rules. They know the ref has to spot the ball. What happened? The Dallas offensive line was already right there, touching the ball, and Dak was right there. And the ref had to bump through them to spot the ball. Whose fault is that, Mike McCarthy? That's the Dallas Cowboys' fault. You cannot, cannot have your quarterback pull the ball down and run with any less than 16 seconds on the clock. And really was, and truly, was 14 I seconds left. I really and truly, I wouldn't have done it unless there was at least 18 seconds on the clock. And even at that, probably would have had him run 10 or 12 yards dropped. And everybody on the team, what was weird was there were members of the Cowboys. If you watch that play, why, if that's what was called and everybody was on the same page, why were there so many Cowboys running way, way down the field? And then they were trying to get back. Uh, man, it was terrible. There's no way. I will acknowledge, by the way, in the chat, somebody did bring up one play that was called in NFL history that could at least flirt with that play as being awful. Um, the running, the uh, the throwing play with Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl against the Pats versus running the ball with Marshawn Lynch. Remember okay. the inter- remember the interception? That's about the only other play that I can think of that is very, very close. I still think this is the worst play ever. You have M- me you, too. you have to. It look, I don't care if Dak has got a noodle arm. Let's say he's got a noodle arm, maybe his shoulder's sore. I don't care. You have to at least give him an opportunity to throw the ball down the field. And if you have to. If the ball lands at the five or the eight, if it starts coming in at the five or the eight, you have to give your guys and the 49ers guys the ability to volleyball that play backwards into the end zone for somebody to catch it. It has to get close to the end zone. Let's you let's can, watch the play. Yeah, there's just no way. Tony Romo is saying it. Take a shot to the end zone. That's exactly what I said. And Mike McCarthy is talking about, would you want to throw from the 50? Dude, you like it the 40, man. That's doable. You could have ran two plays. Okay, so he said look, that they were playing the sidelines. Look. He's got a guy running off to the left right here. If he wants to dump yeah. it off. He could have dumped it off. To... He could have got out of bounds. Because th- what they were doing before this, they were working the sidelines. And they were doing a great job at it. 
but this is just a direct run. Okay, if Dak wants to run to give them a better shot, why didn't he go to the sideline then? Look, I'm a, well, I trust should go back a little bit. We go back a little bit. So, because he could have, he could have ran to the sideline, got a little bit closer. Okay, thirty-five yard line, more doable. Okay, you still got a uh, eleven seconds. It probably would have took him what about three seconds to get out of bounds, maybe. So eight seconds, better shot, but no, he did this. Even the announcer said, whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Look at, look at the, look at the offensive line. Let me go back. See, they spotted the ball. They can't do that. The Cowboys spotted the ball. They cannot do that. Four seconds left. Tony Romo says, oh, my gosh, one and second left. They have no idea where the clock is. They have no clock management whatsoever. Completely dumb. At minimum, you got to at least hand the ball back to the back to the damn umpire so we can respot the damn thing. Don't spot it yourself. You don't have that ability. That's not no, part you of the cannot rule. do that. I'm going to tell you, as a Niners fan. Let, hey, scroll back to the beginning of this play. Scroll back to the beginning of this play and then restart the play. Then restart the play. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly where I started throwing my arms up and hollering. Right there. I said, we won the game. We won the game. I started screaming right there. We won the game. He's running the ball. I was like, the game is over. The game's over. I was like, the 49ers now, just now, won this where, game. Where's, where's this referee? I want to know where the referee was because he just kind of pops in. I'm just looking for the referee. Now, he, he ran. I believe the referee was even caught off guard by them running the ball. Because no sane team would run the ball in that situation. At least not in the middle of the field for damn sure. I don't think even to the sideline. But Mike McCarthy wants to blame the refs. Well, look, Prometheus Peanut in the in the chat says, this shit is so rigged, it's hilarious. I could understand that uh, way of thinking maybe if the 49ers... We're the ones with the ball and was doing something stupid. But the league wants the Cowboys in the next game. Okay? The league wants the Cowboys in the next game because they're the biggest ratings drawer. Okay? So, I don't know why the league would try to rig it against the Cowboys. That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay? Yeah, uh, the, it, no, no matter what, the league wants the Cowboys in the next game. Look at NPC's comment. Ref ran 70, 80 yards to get there. Now, not 70, 80 yards, but he ran a long way to get there. A long way. And look at it again. Look how long it takes. Once once that goes down, let's play it again. So look, down. Nine seconds left. 
It took six seconds for that ref to run down the field because he didn't spot the ball till it's two seconds. Two seconds. I, I, I just, I just, I can't fathom this being a play call. Me neither. I, 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 I just cannot fathom this being called at that point of the game. It's crazy. If you got 20 seconds left, okay. But even at that, even at 20 seconds, even at 20 are, seconds, are you sure? Are you sure this is the call you want to make even at 20 seconds on the clock? Are you sure? 20, 20 seconds left, man. You can pass probably two or three times. Dak, Dak is at a part of the field where they are – they have to get that ball yeah. towards the end zone. You have to take a shot at the end zone you right there. You have to. You have to. Anything less – you should be fired. You should be fired. And right now, Jacksonville, let's see, Jacksonville, Denver, Minnesota, Chicago. Who else? Giants, Miami. You should have your pad of paper right here in your hand. And this is your pen. Kellen Moore. <laughs> and then you ought to take your paper and you ought to burn it like it's a damn Ouija board to get the evil spirits off of it. There's but no a, way in hell I'm hiring that apparently guy. Apparently, is not. Apparently, this is Mike McCarthy's call. He said they practiced this. Well, if they did, they executed it poorly. And that's probably a time to actually run that play, but not with 14 seconds left with no timeouts when you're at the 40 yard, yard line. There's, there's no way. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, if you practice, if y'all wasted time practicing that, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy. You better get his name out of there, too. <laughs> you better get him out of there. Dude, this is a, you're right. It's a fireball fence. It's a it's a do not pass go trap door. Look, we're not trying to Monday morning Monday morning quarterback this thing at all. No way. You can't make this call. You even can't. Though, even though most commoner casual football fan. I mean, right now, look, we've got junior high quarterbacks watching that going, you can't, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't do that. My God, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, 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 yeah, well, I mean, Rance is in the name, but man. Yeah. It, that's If I was, if I was Dan, uh, Dan Quinn, Oh, if somebody wants to give me a coaching job, I'm getting the hell out of Dallas as quick as I can get there because they're liable to go out next year. I mean, with Mike McCarthy coaching them, they're liable to go out and win six games next year, and your ass going to be out of the running for everything. You better take a, a coaching job. if you. I don't care if it is Jacksonville. Take yeah. it. Get out of there. Yeah. Get out of there. I mean, this is probably one of the dumbest responses I probably ever heard from a coach. It's the right call. It's the right play. And he has no regrets. I mean, even Dak was um, supporting it too. I just, I just don't get this, guys. I, I just don't get it. But let's segue away from that and talk about what happened when the referee said the game is over. The referees were running for their lives off the field. Now I'm being <laughs> I'm being a little bit melodramatic there, but you get my point. We we covered a little bit of this in the live stream. We actually thought that 
the Dallas fans are throwing stuff at the at the um, the players. That's not the case. They were throwing trash at the referees. And I went back and I watched the uh, tape again. You're right. You actually see the referees running off and the trash is getting thrown at them. But that Prescott thought that the fans were actually throwing at the uh, players too until he actually found out it was, they were actually throwing it at the, um, the referees. And that Prescott says this, he gives credit to Cowboys fans for throwing trash at officials after the team's wild card loss to 49ers. I mean, he's blaming the reps again too, but Rhodes, how many points the Cowboys had at halftime? Uh, didn't they have, they had seven, right? They had seven points. How yeah, many okay. times did they make the, um, the 49ers punt? Uh, I, I think w- it was, it may have been, I think it was two once, times. Once maybe. Well, the-, the first punt came, I believe late in the third quarter. So three quarters. Oh, oh okay. I'm talking about before half zero times. Oh, zero times. For yeah, half. yeah. 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 And I yeah. believe the 49ers punted twice in the whole game. Correct. Correct. But but that Prescott says credit to Cowboys fans for throwing trash. Let's um let's watch his uh, clip here. Let's watch this because this is pretty crazy right here. So you'll actually see the referees is only nine seconds long here. So that was a ref. And they're throwing it at them. That's all referees running. See, you only have one Cowboys player there. Only one. It was all referees. I'm playing uh, one more time. I'm going to lower a little bit. It's a little bit loud in my headphones. One. Two. Th- three. Four. Five. Six refs. And that was only one Cowboys player. So they were definitely throwing... At the um, at the referees, but Rain Dakota Prescott was perfectly okay with that. So this is what it says here. Let me read a little bit of this. The Cowboys were clearly unhappy with the officiating and Sunday's twenty three seventeen wildcard loss to the Forty ers and the fans in Arlington clearly shared their frustration. After the game, fans at AT and T Stadium threw debris at the officials as they were leaving the field. Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott didn't seem to think that was a problem after learning the trash was aimed at the officials and not the Cowboys. Quote, credit to them, he said, according to Dallas Morning News reporter Michael uh, uh, Gilkin. Quote, the fans felt the same way as us, Prescott added. I guess that's why the refs took off and got out of there so fast. I think everybody is upset with the way this thing played out. (laughs) Taking no responsibility for the lack of time management and just the idiotic play call. Can we figure out why in a million trillion years would he be blaming the referee on his coach's trash ass play call? 
Okay, that wasn't on the referee. Stop no. that. Stop this that. loss is solely on the Dallas Cowboys. If they showed up in the first half, they probably would not be in this situation. Look, maybe they were this, pure trash in the first half. Maybe Actually, we, the third quarter, too. Maybe we have figured out the Cowboys' actual problem. Maybe it's not Jerry Jones. Maybe it's not Mike McCarthy. Maybe it's not Kellen Moore. Maybe it's the fact that these players, like Dak Prescott, lack the self-awareness to realize they didn't bother to show up for 75% of they the damn ball game. awful in that game. Awful. They couldn't stop the run. The, the offense did absolutely nothing for three and a half quarters. Nothing. And the only reason why they got back in that game is because the 49ers let them back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jimmy, if Jimmy G, and look, you know I like Jimmy G, but if he'd have hit Brandon Ayuk on that one pass where he overthrew him in the fourth quarter, that game would have been a wrap. If Jimmy would have completed that one pass, Dallas would have never, none of this opportunity would have popped up. And right now, Dallas would have just went home like they were just never even involved in the game. But yet, Dak can go out there and can condone these fans throwing trash at the refs. Wow. I mean, uh, uh, the lack of self-awareness is astonishing. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm sitting here today as a Dallas Cowboy fan, if I'm sitting here today, I'm thinking, I'm looking around the league and I'm going, who has a franchise quarterback right now that might be willing to trade us up with Dak and maybe if we throw in a pick? Who who do we have? Who who might be willing to make that trade right now? Because I gotta be ta- I, I gotta be honest with you. Uh true franchise franchise quarterbacks are gonna own that. Yes. They're gonna he, own he should have took that. responsibility. We did not execute. We did not execute. I'm sorry. Uh uh Mahomes, uh Brady, Rogers. They're going to go out there and be like, we didn't execute in the game. Yeah. We 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 made too many mistakes. Blah, 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 blah. But look at, look, look, at, look at Mike McCarthy's quote right here. Okay. This is what we told Sam 48. I thought they would let these teams play today, but that's for them to answer. But the damn Dallas Cowboys had a franchise record number of penalties in this game. A record number of penalties. But. It's on the refs? Really? Uh, 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 By the way, a direct reflection on Mike McCarthy, all those penalties. That's that's coaching. That's coaching. That's coaching, man. It seems like the players are taking taking after Mike McCarthy, the excuse game. It's crazy, man. If you're Jerry Jones today, what do you do? Well, I'll jump into that, what Jerry uh, said. I'm going to read okay, some super okay, chats here. We'll okay. talk about Jerry Nets here. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, sending in uh, super chats and supporting us here. Uh, let me see where I'm at. Mick Walsh for two euros. Orlovsky totally blames Mike McCarthy and on woke take. Yeah, he actually tweeted out, too, that he thought it was idiotic. He was on our side as well. Thank you. Uh, Eric CB912, $5.00. Reminds reminds me of when uh, Terrence Williams didn't run out of bounds to stop the clock for a game-winning field goal against the Giants in 2016. I roughly remember that. 
roughly remember. I don't remember that completely. I think I roughly remember that. You remember that, Rhodes? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Hasta la Rasta, $5. I would fire McCarthy and hire Harbaugh uh, because he brings uh, culture changes, something Dallas needed since the 90s. Harbaugh brings defensive power. Now, the Cowboys' defense, for, for all year, they were really, really good. Dan Quinn did a hell of a good job. They didn't play well today. Yesterday. You, 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 want, a, you want another example of lack of self-awareness? Randy Gregory uh, had an egregious uh, neutral zone infraction or offside penalty on the yes. defense. I was going to bring the, that up. And he blamed everybody in the stadium but him. And he was so damn far offsides and in the neutral zone. Yes. I mean, and that, and you're that looking was around, that, shaking your head. Come and on. That gave, that gave the 49ers a first down. That's right. And that was at the end of the game. Maybe they would have had more than, I don't know, what, 14 seconds at the end of that to make a play. But That's right. boneheaded, undisciplined mistakes. Uh, the artist formerly known as Woke Hogan, $10. Rhodes, I agree with you about Dallas uh, falling off next year. But they get to play the Giants, Eagles, and Redskins twice. That will always be their saving grace. But here's the thing, man. Nobody's won this division twice two years in a row since Philadelphia in like 2004. I don't know. Maybe Dallas can do it next year. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that says something right there about Dallas. Because, look, Dallas can't go out and win that trash division year in and year out. I mean, I want you to think about that a minute. They, they should can, be able to. They've got the worst. They play in the worst division in football, by the way, which is going to get better quarterback play next year. I mean, there are winds blowing shit that I'm sure we're going to talk about today. You know, Washington is not going to have Taylor Heineke next year. Okay? So we know their defense is going to be good. We don't know what the Eagles are going to do. Personally speaking, I don't know that Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback, but okay. And then the Giants, look, the Giants may, they may be, I, I don't know. Are we going over the Watson story in this today? Uh, the, the Watson Wat story? Um, yeah, with, with the Giants. We'll, I'll, I'll save that for then. Yeah. But, but that quarterback situation in that, in that division may improve, which means it's going to get tougher for Dallas. I mean, Dallas should be dominating that division they they should with and, uh, all by that the, talent yeah by the way um i've got we got a couple of our uh, stream lab um donations too uh cool. corn fed uh seven one two ten dollars didn't say anything but i uh, appreciate it and also thank mirror for five dollars thanks guys uh show is awesome we really do appreciate it really do appreciate it yep you can donate uh stream labs as well or super chat really really do appreciate either one thank you so uh, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones. Now, actually, let's backtrack a little bit here because this came out about Mike McCarthy probably getting his walking papers after last night. And I believe this makes a, they make a good point here. And this is on uh, CBS uh, Sports here. Cowboys could replace Mike McCarthy with Kellen Moore after the team fails to meet playoff expectations. Now, the reason why they're saying this is because when uh, Wade Phillips was there, who was the offensive coordinator? 
That would Wayne be Hicks. one Wade Phillips. Yep. That would be one Jason Garrett. He was pretty much the head coach in waiting, right? They got the exact same situation set exact up. Exact right? same situation. Yeah. So yeah. they fired Jason Garrett. Kellen Moore was on Jason Garrett's staff. They hired Mike McCarthy. And guess what? They keep Kellen Moore on there. Kellen Moore is not a Mike McCarthy guy. He was already there. Jerry wanted him there. And after this debacle here, speculation is that Jerry can make a move and have Kellen Moore as the next guy. Now, something's telling me, man, that eventually Kellen Moore is going to be the guy. Because you don't you don't usually usually let your own your coaches bring in their own guys. That wasn't the case. Kellen Moore is, I believe, is going to be the head coach sooner or later. But uh, check this out. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones may consider a coaching change should the team fall fall short of expectations this season. Lead sources said with both of his top assistants to head coach Mike McCarthy drawing serious head coaching interest from other teams. And the Cowboys did fall short losing to the San Francisco 49ers in the wildcard round 23-17. Several sources who know Jones well indicated that a loss in the wildcard round would prompt Jones to at least consider the direction of the team as coordinators Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore prepare for numerous head coaching interviews. Jones has been a huge proponent of Moore's and believe early in the young coach's ability to mold an offense work with quarterbacks, and call plays. That Prescott has done his best work with Moore and Charge, and Jones is comfortable with the coordinator's demeanor and progress, viewing him internally as a future head coach as well. Losing Moore will be viewed by the Jones family as a significant departure. Although McCarthy has won a Lombardi trophy, he took the job knowing Jones wanted to keep Moore as coordinator. McCarthy's uh, two-year tenure, has also been filled with plenty of ups and downs. Quote, if this season doesn't end the way Jerry thinks it should, don't be surprised if Kellen Moore is their Nets head coach much sooner than later, one source who knows Jones well. He does not want to lose him. Another source close to the owner added, quote, it's not like there's uh, isn't precedent for something like this. Remember what they did to keep Jason Garrett. It wouldn't be out of character at all. What do you make of those comments, Rhodes? I believe I believe this is a strong possibility. Well, look, let me ask a question on behalf of Dallas Cowboys fans, and I'm not a I'm not a Cowboys fan, but what am I missing? Because I've I've watched all the games that that Moore has uh, been calling the offense in. What is so special about him exactly? What am I seeing? What am I missing here? Okay, well, I mean, look, look. from an offensive standpoint, you can put Sean McVay on the screen. You can put Byron Leftwich on the screen. You can put Kyle Shanahan on the screen. And you know they are known for something, okay? You know Kyle Shanahan's going to run have one of the best, if not the best, and most innovative rushing attacks in all of football. What the hell is Kellen Moore doing that he's getting all of this love? What am I missing? What is Well, the thing is, man, 
I don't know how this happened, but it did happen. The Dallas Cowboys scored the most points in franchise history this season. And we know that that offense was not consistent. And they still scored the most points in franchise history. That's what he has going in its favor. And Jerry Jones loves Kellen Moore. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a head coach because a good head coach. But look at Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is a pathetic head coach. He's a damn good coordinator, though, on defense. I mean, that Dallas defense went from trash last season to elite this season. Now, they didn't show up yesterday, but he did a damn good job this season as a coordinator. Don't want him as a head coach at all. Let me ask you a question now that after yesterday, who would you rather have at head coach for the Cowboys right now, Dan Quinn or Mike McCarthy? Whoa. <laughs> See, Dan Quinn, he, man, that's a good question. Because it, you know, I mean, Dan Quinn's been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he has. Know? He has. Dan Quinn, I don't believe, has made a boneheaded play call like this before. But I, I mean, I'm now just... in the Super Bowl, he should have been running the ball in the second half. But they didn't when they, when they blew that um, 28-3 lead. Well, that's Man. that. You know what? That's as long as we're talking about some of the worst play calls in history. Uh, Kyle Shanahan going for the dagger in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, yeah. It is one of the worst calls ever, too. And, hell, I like Kyle, but that was a yeah, terrible play but call. But one, one, one thing about what makes this Dallas thing different, they weren't even paying attention to the clock. They knew they didn't have any timeouts. They knew they were on a 40. They knew they should have been throwing the ball. And they ran it on a quarterback draw. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe maybe Dak, if they wanted to run, I'm wondering if this happened. <laughs> Were they expecting Dak to run that far? Because when he got down, it was like nine, nine or eight seconds left. If he would have ran, you know, five yards short than that, they would have had a chance to spike it. But I still wouldn't even have done that, man. Could, hey, just, could could Jerry throw us a curveball? Could he throw us a curveball? And instead of worrying about keeping more, could he fire McCarthy and elevate Quinn if he thinks he's losing Quinn? Because look, Dallas is this close, is this close to at least having an elite defense. They're this close. I mean, at least Dan Quinn's got an identity. Mm. No, that I've, I've seen has got an identity, dude. I've seen enough of Dan Quinn as a head coach. I would rather take my chances with Kellen Moore because we don't know what we're going to get. We know what you're going to get is from Dan Quinn. You know exactly what you're going to Man, we ragged about Dan Quinn on this channel for a couple of years, years now as a head coach. We, we don't we like did. him as head coach. We did, but so it makes look, no I, sense for me to say I want him as a head coach now. No. Okay, well, look, Jerry's in a pickle because if he fires McCarthy, you know, they may go off and get jobs. I still don't understand the Kellen Moore thing. I don't know if I think Dan Quinn should, deserves another shot. I would have been an absolute no before this year. Mm -hmm. um, you do realize this. They cannot get another elite coach 
elite coach and keep those guys on the staff. Okay, because an elite coach is going to bring his own. He's going to bring his own guys in. Okay, which means you can scratch uh, Jim Harbaugh off the list. Right. You can scratch him off a potential coaching list. He's not coming unless he can bring his culture. And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Jerry can't stay out of Jim's way anyway. So that ain't going to work. Yeah. That's why I said so, Jerry needs to take, hand all, all the reins over to Steven. But apparently, Jerry Jones has no plans of firing Mike McCarthy. Uh, disappointed, Jerry Jones says he has no plans to make a Dallas Cowboys coaching change. Now, remember, they're asking him this. He's talking about this pretty much after the loss. So emotion and all of that other stuff. Okay, I, I never expected Jerry to actually come out and say, yeah, I'm going to make a coach, coaching change now before he really has time to digest the loss. But it says here, Dallas Cowboys owner, uh, Jerry Jones chose his words carefully and purposely. The shock and disappointment disappointment over the team's 23-17 wildcard loss to the San Francisco 49ers Sunday before more than 100,000 fans at AT&T Stadium was palpable. He didn't see this coming, not with the team the Cowboys assembled, and not after the season they had. Jones, however, refused to link his dejection to a possible change with head coach Mike McCarthy. Quote, I don't even want to discuss anything like that at this particular time. No discussion about anything. So he's not saying that he won't do it. He just doesn't want to talk about it right now. Because if he does, he probably would let his emotions get the best of him. Okay? When pressed further about McCarthy having his team unprepared for such an important game, considering they fell behind 23-7, to as well as the Cowboys' undisciplined play with 14 penalties. But, you know, that's not the reason they lost. It's the referees, remember? Right. Jones stood firm, even after he readily admitted that the Cowboys were outcoached and outplayed. At least Jerry's being honest. Quote, I'm not going to discuss coaching, preparation, any of those things. That is not on the table, Jones said of a coaching change. The game speaks for itself. McCarthy said he's unconcerned about his future in Dallas after two disappointing seasons. The Cowboys went 6-10 in year one in 2020 after quarterback Dak Prescott suffered a fractured ankle and missed the final 11 games. McCarthy led the Cowboys to the NFC East title in 2021 with a 12-5 mark, but not winning a playoff game was gut-wrenching. Quote, I don't have any concerns. I'm proud of, I'm proud to be standing here today. I'm proud of my football team. Jones, however, is anything but proud. And that's where the two divide. He said he can't remember when he was this disappointed in a loss. (laughs) Uh He he thought the Cowboys had finally put together a team that could possibly end the soon-to-be 27-year gap since they last won a Super Bowl following the 1995 season. Quote, we had we had about as good a putting it together and good fortune with some of the, the decisions we've made. We have we had it uh, come together about as good as you could do it. And we had it come together with about as healthy as you can be. This was a game that we needed to show against a team like San Francisco, a solid team, a solid uh, a team as they are 
No matter how good we looked on paper, we needed to make this happen. I'm really disappointed for our fans. They really deserve to see this team advance on into the playoffs. It's extremely disappointing and surprising. It was quite a letdown. Wow. So Jerry is not very happy. But Mike McCarthy. I'm real proud, proud of this team. I'm, wow. I'm proud of this team. Wow. I'm proud of this team. You know, I do wonder if McCarthy to a point. He is old school. He's also old school in the idea that if Kellen Moore made that play call, I will say this. I think Mike McCarthy would own that on behalf of Kellen Moore. Okay, because he understands at the end of the day, he is on the headset. If Kellen Moore makes that call, he steps in and says, we can't do that. You don't have enough time on the clock. Right. In light of the fact that Kellen Moore is up, obviously, for a bunch of different coaching positions, you do have to wonder if to a point McCarthy has just decided, I'm going to own all of this. Because he is. But he's not owning everything. He is. Well, I'm saying he's the one saying, Hey, you know, it was, I, I called the play, blah, 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 all of that. But I will say this McCarthy is very conservative in his coaching style. It does feel strange that he would have called that play. Now, he's a former offensive coordinator. He was, he was an offensive coordinator for the 49ers at one time. Okay. So maybe he did make the call. But he knows Kellen Moore's up for a lot of jobs, and mm-hmm. those jobs might have just went down the toilet. Yeah, because I'm not hearing anything from Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy's saying basically it was his call. It was his call. Another article I saw where it was confirmed that Mike McCarthy made that call, not Kellen Moore. So Kellen Moore's hands are, I guess, kind of clean on this one, even though his offense was trash. So I'm not giving Kellen Moore a pass either. I think he made the play call, but my my issue is that's on McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Right. It's going to look bad on both of them. Yeah. Yeah, It's on both of them. Absolutely. You're you're right about that. Uh, We got some more Super Chats here. Uh, Giants Nation 499. Uh, How about them Cowboys? As a Giants fan, I love the Eagles and Cowboys losing. Well, I'm pretty sure you would. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Star Wars 518. For $10, keep up the great work. Thank you. Giants Nation for $4.99. I want to ask you guys what uh, your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes as a QB. I know his brother is a clown, but as a QB, he makes throws that make me wow. Yeah. And to me, honestly, he's a great quarterback. But to me, I know what you're talking about, making those throws. Sometimes he holds on to the ball way too long, way too long sometimes, and it kind of ends in disaster. We saw that in the Super Bowl, man. He was trying to be all, you know, creative. I know he had offensive linemen that were out. Uh, that's pretty much the only gripe I have with his style of play. He will try to extend a play way too long. I I had him number two on my quarterback list prior to the season starting. He probably dropped down to what three? Yeah, I would have. I would elevate Aaron back up to two. Um. And and would drop Mahomes one one slot. Yeah, I can go so, go with that. Yeah, uh, Giants Nation five dollars. Uh, I Rhodes. I don't know your opinion on um on versus Green Bay, but I got you guys in an upset. Aaron always finds a way to lose to the Niners in the playoffs. 
So he's picking he's picking your Niners, man. I don't think that's a huge stretch. Yeah. I, don't, I, I haven't don't even thought about um I haven't thought it, about um that even yet. I'll just it, wait until yeah, this we'll wait over. wait till Friday, but I don't think it's a great matchup for Green Bay early. Uh I am glad we have not drawn the Bucks. Because <laughs> that is a you, terrible yeah, matchup yeah, for the Niners. You cannot terrible. run on the Bucks, and that's what no. San Francisco does well is run yeah, the ball. That's so. right. All right. Let's go ahead and uh move on here. Because uh, let me get rid of some of these tabs here for move on to the next story here. Smash the thumbs up button, guys, if you do not mind. And also, we have a new um, new discount code until Thursday. You can get 25% off the merch versus the 20 we're running. Just put in BW Sports, and you can get um, anything in a merch store 25% off. And if you would like to watch the full show once we're done here, it's going to go directly to members after this stream is over with. Become a member. Click the join button. You get at, access to live streams. We just did a live stream on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. We did one. And you get access to all of the streams five days a week. The whole hour, hour and a half show, however long we actually uh, go. So that being said, Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Ben Roethlisberger. I guess we kind of know him for a few weeks now his time in Pittsburgh is probably over with. Now, I don't know why I picked the uh, Steelers because we were on live stream and then somebody tweeted out, it's seven nothing Steelers. I'm like, okay, I'm looking good. I, I walk out, guess what the score is when we're done with this stream? 21 to seven. And then it was a bloodbath after that. Yep. And at, at the half, you know how many yards per attempt Ben Roethlisberger had? He was averaging 1.5 yards per attempt. Whoa. He is done. Done. Yep. Yep. Great quarterback going to the Hall of Fame. And it's kind of unfortunate, you know, because he played in the Brady, Peyton Manning era. Sometimes I believe he gets a little bit overlooked because he wasn't on that level. But he was a great quarterback for a long time. Great. Yep. The other, the, the other day we went over his stats. He had 418 touchdowns and over 60,000 passing yards. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, serious. And, you know, people forget. Ben was sort of uh, – people forget how mobile Ben was at one time. And I don't mean mobile yes. in this – I'm not talking about mobile in the he, sense He was of, so hard to bring down, man. He's a large man. He wasn't like Russell Wilson, as in I'm going to run for 12 or 15 yards, but he was very mobile left and right behind the line of scrimmage. But it also got his body beat to death back yes. there. He held the ball a long, long time to the very last minute. It worked out well. He had arguably the best pump fake in the history of football because he's got monster, monster hands. And I mean, he was always, he'd do that hard pump fake. Those safeties and linebackers would converge and then boom, he'd throw the ball somewhere else. And um, probably the best pump fake ever. Um, and, but he he was just getting beat to death the last mm. five years. I mean, he, he's kind of an old school quarterback. Death. Yeah. I mean, he would, he would have been, he would have been able to play in the 80s. Yep. I mean, he's just an old school style quarterback. It's 
it's odd watching him and it's sad watching him because Ben, you know, you watch him now. If you're coming in, you just started watching the league the last couple of three years, you'd be like, God, he's noodled arm. He's got a, a his throwing he arm is he so can't weak. throw ten yards anymore, really. And that couldn't have been further from the case in his first like twelve years. He yeah. had a cannon. He had a cannon. I mean, a cannon was one of the strongest arms in the league. And that shoulder injury just I think he realized I'm never getting over this injury. I'm not gonna be able to throw the ball down the field anymore, which was my forte for so long i just can't do it i don't play the game like brady i don't have josh mcdaniels as an offensive coordinator uh that's going to have me throw the ball four or five or six yards just just not going to be able to do it he his body is too beat up he's done right he's done, he's done. i hope he's done I, ho- I hope he is too but um but look, looking on ESPN, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger reflects on Pittsburgh Steelers' legacy, looks forward to next chapter after the season ends in wildcard loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't, I don't think he's actually looking to retire, but he should retire, man, for all the reasons you just talked about, man. He is done. Well, it, it leaked out a while back that he is, he's telling everybody it, it, it's pretty much over. Mm. Uh, yeah. you, you, when he played that last game in Pittsburgh, it wasn't the last week of the season because they played in Baltimore. But the week before he played that last game in Pittsburgh, he flew his fam His family was there on site. There's a picture of him walking through the tunnel with his his kids and everything. It's over. He's not coming back. Uh, Ben, Ben's done. Ben's done. He knows he's, he's done, done, man. I mean, it's, it's yeah. sad, you know, but it says still his quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, then used the word retirement following Pittsburgh season ending 42, 21 playoff loss to the chiefs, but called his 18 year career with the franchise in honor and said, he's looking forward to the next chapter for Rhodes. He's 38 years old, has noodle arm. What team would even want him right now? I, I think he's got to be talking about broadcasting or something. He can't be talking he, he, about. He can't. He can't play. He anymore. cannot come back. No. I no, mean, he's he, not he's way too beat up. He's not as bad as Peyton Manning in his last season, but he's pretty close. I mean, Peyton Manning. It was sad his last season. Completely yeah. sad. Yeah. I mean, that man, Peyton Manning, to me, is the fifth best quarterback of all time, and. It was just shocking to see he got benched for Brock Osweiler. <laughs> it wasn't that bad for Ben, but it, it's a wrap, man. It is now over. Now I'm gonna call out the Steelers on something. They've come out and made a comment that they're gonna roll in the next year with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Are you mental? What in the hell are you thinking as an organization? Yeah. There's no way you cannot go into next year with those two quarterbacks. No way. Yeah. No way. I mean, even Tomlin is talking like it's over for um, Ben in Pittsburgh. He says, quote, man, he was um he was seven. It's been an honor and a pleasure, man. Uh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. Oh, it's describing a describing his emotions coming out of the game and walking off the field. Roethlisberger said, quote, yes, tough. 
but I'm proud to play with these guys. God has blessed me with the ability to throw a football and has blessed me to play in the greatest city in Pittsburgh with the greatest fans and the greatest football team and players. And it has been truly a blessing. And I'm thinking, and I'm thankful to him for the opportunity that he's given me just a bunch of guys that fought for each other, that fought their butts off and just competed. It wasn't always pretty, but there are a lot of games that we found a way. I'm so proud of this group of men and the way they fight for each other, for the black and gold, and for our fans. It's just been an honor to play with them. And if you actually watch the clip um, of him walking off the field, it seemed like it was the end of him playing football. Maybe he won't come out and say it, you know, immediately. He'll probably wait until, what is it, probably March, I would say, to make a a decision after the Super Bowl so he didn't distract from the Super Bowl or anything. I I think he's going to retire. Oh, yeah, I think he's done. I think he's absolutely done. done. I mean, that, that quote from Tomlin right there was really, really telling. I mean, that's that's a coach that knows it's over, that has been told by Ben it's over, and I'm sure Tomlin has known since that that original story broke about halfway through the season that this was going to be it for Ben. And um, he's look, he's walking into the Hall of Fame. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be in. He'll be in on the first ballot. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, now. I would say you can nitpick a few things early in his career, man. He was not a good guy. He got into a bunch of trouble. Oh. Terry Bradshaw was, um, was wrecking him. I don't, I don't even think Terry Bradshaw still likes him. Okay. But well. you know, he has some legal issues off the field. a la Deshaun Watson, like in a way. And as he got older, he matured more and his reputation re- recovered. Well, some people may actually hold that first couple of years in Pittsburgh when it, away from him when it comes to the Hall of Fame. They may hold that against him, but I don't know. Well, look, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it would be unfair of us to not bring up Ben's troubles in the beginning of his career. If we're going to call out Deshaun Watson, we need to call out Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I will give... Roethlisberger credit, he turned his life around. Deshaun Watson, if you're listening, turn your life around. Yep. It can take a, happen. Take a look at Ben Roethlisberger. Absolutely. Turn your life around. Uh, make sure you're going to focus on being a good citizen and person because, yeah, Ben was a freaking creep. I almost went the other way. <laughs> Ben Ben was a absolute creep, a scumbag in those first couple of years. Um, but Watson could learn something from Ben. Yeah, Ben's turned it around. He turned into a family man. He did the right thing. Um, you know, so look, I'm glad Ben got his crap straightened out. I hope Watson gets his crap. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize because they've listened to me cream Watson. Dude, Watson was like my fourth, fourth, third or fourth favorite player in the league when all this shit came out. I mean, it, I have been so disappointed by Deshaun uh, because he had such a good rep coming out of Clemson. I'm I'm floored by all this. I think that's why I'm so mad 
you know, uh, by that by that situation with Deshaun is because he's disappointed me that much. Um, you know, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, we got a one super chat here. Um, from Giants Nation five dollars. Speaking of OB of uh, QBs, what are your thoughts on that bum we got in New York? Uh, Daniel fumbles. I mean Jones. <laughs> Uh, me personally, I'm tired of him and his injuries. <laughs> uh, Daniel Jones, you were higher on Dan- Daniel Jones than I was, right? Yeah, because I've particularly that rookie year, he made some el- elite level NFL throws. He was fitting the ball into places that literally, when I watched him throw the ball, there were times that Daniel Jones was fitting the ball into places that I can tell you half the league at quarterback couldn't have made those throws that Daniel Jones was making. Now, the one thing I will say, Daniel Jones was hurt this year. Uh, Daniel Jones needs to get the hell out of New York. He's going to have to start over. Mm -hmm. He may have to be a backup for a while, and he needs an offensive coordinator, a good one. Mm -hmm. All right? He He needs a Josh McDaniels slash Kyle Shanahan, slash Sean McVay type of guy. Uh, Daniel Jones is way more athletic than a lot of people want to give him credit for. Uh, He's got an 80-yard run. I mean, people forget he had an 80-yard run at quarterback. Uh, Oh, I remember that. Not a lot of quarterbacks can pull that off, uh, you know. Uh, but he's got to quit fumbling the ball too. It's not just interceptions; it's fumbles that is is hurting uh, Daniel Daniel Jones a lot. He's got to he's got to get rid of the turnovers. Uh, I absolutely believe it. Yep. Um, I think McDaniel's has learned a lot from his time in Denver. I do as a head coach. Yeah, yep. I think yep. McDan- McDaniel should be a, a head coach again and. Look out in Houston. So, yep. Okay, we got a one more NFL story. Now, the first game of Wild Card Weekend was the Raiders and the Bengals, and the Bengals won their first playoff game since 1990. I don't know if that was the longest streak in the NFL. I believe it was. They won by a touchdown, but early in that game, Joe Burrow threw a touchdown pass. It was an amazing throw. However, right before the catch, the officials blew the whistle. And by rule, when the official blows the whistle, the play is dead. But the the officials got together and said touchdown. And there's been a lot of controversy. Some people may think that the Raiders actually got robbed. Um, to me, it really did not have an effect on the play. But by rule, when the whistle is blown, the play is dead, so the touchdown technically should not have counted. But it did. And now it seems like that officiating crew is about to pay the price. Check this out. Bengals Raiders refs not expected to work again this postseason after controversy. Now, I believe me and Rhodes both agree on this. It did not affect the play probably. The wide receiver, at all the views that I saw, he was wide open. I don't think the Raiders were close enough, whistle or not, to knock that pass down. 
Um, so I don't, I don't think it affected the, the actual play itself, the execution of the play. Uh, but we can watch it. Let's watch yeah, it. Let, let's watch the play here. And five in the pattern, Burrow tries to keep it alive, scrambles, throws it back in the end zone. But was he out of bounds first or is it a touchdown? Now you heard that. You heard the whistle go off before he caught the touchdown pass. Now they blew the whistle because they thought that Joe Burrow actually was out of bounds, but it wasn't even close. He was clearly in bounds. Right there. It was a hell of a throw, clearly, by the way. Hell of a throw. <laughs> but, but Rhodes, he's a good, what, six inches still in the green. That's the referee. I'm pointing my hand. You guys can't even see but The referee right here. I think he's the one that blew the whistle. Throws it back. And the whistle gets blown. Let me go back again. Five scrambles. The whistle gets blown right there, and the ball is right here. The play should have been dead. They made the right call to say it was a touchdown because it was, but they blew the whistle. The play should have been dead. And Cincinnati ends up winning this game by a touchdown. That is a game changer right there. The NFL has got a problem, and they got – they got a, a true issue with officiating. And I'm going to tell you, the, and this is such, we're talking about a billion upon billion dollar industry, a business that has been built by the NFL. And I want to tell you how cheap the NFL is. Do you realize that these officials are still not full-time employees? I, I don't know why. They should be full-time. Full-time. It's one of the most egregious things you have ever heard that they don't have these reps in the league offices in the off season, watching film, studying, figuring out, uh, I, I mean, uh, getting repetitions on uh, new rule changes, all that sort of thing. They're part-time employees in a yes. multi-billion dollar industry. And look, you're really about to have an issue. Actually, you already got an issue. Yeah. You already got an issue because you're pushing as a league now. You have decided to get in bed with sports gambling. I don't have an issue with that, by the way. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but you have decided to get in bed with sports gambling, which means your, uh, your accountability for your officials as a league has went up ten a hundredfold now. Okay, you've decided to get involved with bet, uh, betting and gambling. There is no way your referees cannot be full-time employees. Absolutely. They should be living, breathing. Um, I mean, who was the referee? Hockley. The guy, that, the guy that had the guns. He was a lawyer in the offseason. A lawyer. A, a lot of these guys are lawyers or they own businesses. These are these are smart guys for the most part. But check this out, man. Look, look, let me read this. Following the game, Walt Anderson, the lead senior uh, vice president, pre president of officiating, elaborated on the ruling. Quote, we can confirm we confirm with the referee and the clue that and man, I can't even read. We confirm with the referee and the crew that on that play, they got together and talked. They determined that they had a whistle 
but that the whistle for them on the field was blown after the receiver caught the ball. They did not feel that the whistle was blown before the receiver caught the ball. How in the world did they mess that up? That ball was nowhere near close to the receiver's arms when they blew that whistle. So when they go back, it was a touchdown, okay? And we know what. Every touchdown is what? Every touchdown is Every reviewed. touchdown is reviewed. Does the replay review not have sound? I don't know. What I'm the hell? Sure. I mean, because you can clearly hear. You can I mean, hear we the just, whistle. We just heard it. As the ball's thrown, and before we started the screen, we act. The stream, we actually identified exactly where oh, the ball was. Right here, look, look, right here. It says right yeah. here. Under NFL's current replay rules, inadvertent or erroneous whistles are not reviewable. So okay. they don't review that. That's so not even, a, if, even if they heard it, even if they heard it, they couldn't do anything They about can't. It. Yeah, it's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> they may this, change this that is, rule this, in the This is season. just, this is unreal, man. Unreal. Because if you had money on the Raiders... Uh, they may change that rule in the off season. They probably will. Yeah, they probably will. Now they did a good job, you know, of making all uh, scoring plays re- reviewable to confirm it. That way, you don't have to waste them um, a challenge. But man, they really messed this one up. Okay, guys, we got two more stories. Actually, I think we got um some super chats that came in too. Let me read those first. And um, smash thumbs up button if you do not mind. We got um, Benjamin Feige with $8 and doesn't say anything. Is that a super chat or a super sticker? I'm not, I'm not even sure. Came, I can't even it see came it. As, it came in as a, a ch- chat. With oh, no, no. no I no see words. it now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank you for uh, that super chat. And uh, let me check Streamlabs real quick. See if we got anything else that came in. Nope. We're all good. We're all caught up. All right. So, guys, we're going to talk about somebody we enjoy talking about here on this channel. Can you take a guess, Road, who it is? LaChina James. Oh, that would be one LaChina James, guys, because, you know, LaChina James got blown out by 37 points against the Nuggets. And LaChina James didn't want to talk to me. He just left his teammates hanging and they had to uh, fend for themselves with the media. But LaChina James has now come out and apologized. LaChina Le- James, LaWoke James, LeBron to James. Sorry. All right, LeBron James go. apologizes to Laker fans, promises the team will fix things. Now, guys, I'm going to double check here. Wuhan James. I'm a che- I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to check out this here. He says they will fix things. Ladies and gentlemen, the <laughs> L.A. Lakers... <laughs> In case you don't know, they are 20 and 22. They've lost three games in a row in the eighth spot in the play-in tournament, which we know LeBron James hates. So you're over halfway through the season, and you say you're going to fit stains. Uh, Anthony Davis still out, right? Who are you you trading off the team now, LeBron? Tell us, general manager LeBron James. Who's getting traded now? (laughs) <laughs> Who wants to come to that old ass team? <laughs> and here, here's the thing, man. This all he put out. Hashtag Laker Nation. I apologize, and I promise we will be better. I mean, are you apologizing just for leaving the 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 team 
didn't want to talk to the media. They had to answer our questions themselves. What are you apologizing for? This is your, I mean, for engineering this team, well, it's too late now. You put it together. It's on you. Oh, it. you know what? It's all truly on LaChina this season. Yeah. He, engin- he engineered this S show they got going on right now. He got the, he, he put together the oldest team in NBA history. <laughs> he did that. Oh man. Russell Westbrook. I called it the worst acquisition in the history of basketball. Oh God. Now you know that uh magic, it came out and blasted the Lakers too. Now chances are veteran on uh, LeBron chronicler. I didn't know he had a chronicler. Interesting. Uh, Dave Miniman of ESPN uh, read this tweet as a potential response to Magic Johnston uh, blasting the Lakers for the effort on Saturday night. But whether this was in response to that message or some promise of action, who the we James is referring to includes uh, will be interesting thing to watch the next month as the NBA's February 10th trade deadline approaches. They're going to have a hard time trading Russell Westbrook. Ooh. I believe he's over like, what, $91 million over the next couple of seasons. That's a lot of money, man. Who is uh, this, taking that guy? I wouldn't. This tweet was Harley James um, serving uh, Levitian notices to his underperforming teammates. But he also knows the power of his voice and how his words will be taken in a situation like this after a loss like last night's. I don't know what he's really apologizing for. I'm just curious now. What is he really, really apologizing for? They suck. I mean, he they can't yeah. do nothing about that now. He engineered it all. He needs to get a little more specific. I, look, look, fans, I'm sorry. Uh, we suck. I engineered uh, the oldest roster in the history of the planet. Uh, everybody, we've gotten sponsorship deals with Ben Gay. Uh, so we can get out there to the court and continue to play. Uh, I got to L.A. and decided to engineer the acquisition of Anthony Street Clothes Davis <laughs> to come in and be my running mate. <laughs> he can't stay healthy. It's an awful – look, I mean, come on. He, they're, they're a medi- – are they even – I guess, are they even a mediocre team? Hmm. I, I, they're not mediocre because they're under 500. Oh. They're just not good. I mean, they're in the eighth spot, playing tournament, all these names. And LeBron, to his credit, he's been balling. He ain't the same defensive player anymore, but the Lakers stink on defense. Stink. I mean, they lost that game 133-97. to mm. And guess what, guys? LeBron James is under fire again now. Because what did LaChina James do? LaChana James was actually sitting on the bench. And guess what he was doing? Was checking, checking out his numbers? The stat sheet. And boy, Kwame Brown roasted him for this. Yes, you guys know Kwame Brown, man. Kwame Brown came out and put LeBron James on blast. Over here on Lakers Daily, Kwame Brown blasts LeBron James for checking stat sheet during game. Kobe Bryant would have never done that. Now, guys, yep. I don't know any superstar that sat down and looked, looked at the stat sheet. Because truly, guys, stats are what? They're just stats. It doesn't really tell you 
the impact you had on the game. Now, LeBron James could have 25 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and you may think, man, that's a good game. But what kind of an impact did he have? What kind of how efficient was he in the game? You can't tell that from the stat sheet. So look, look at look at Russell Westbrook's Brooks face right here. He's like, man, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, he's trying to figure out what he's got to do to get them bonuses. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm so glad Kwame called him out on this crap. Yep. Uh, former Los Angeles Lakers uh, big man Kwame Brown has some choice words for superstar LeBron James and the Lakers' struggles this season. Brown called out James by for checking the stat sheet while the Lakers were losing the game with Russell Westbrook sitting next to him. We're going to listen to a little bit of this, guys, and uh, listen to what uh, Kwame had to say. I looked at a video of Carcino when when he showed LeBron watching the stat sheet on the bench. And I looked at Russell Wilson. I looked at his uh, Westbrook. I looked at his face as he looked at a man watching the stat sheet in the middle of the game. And when I saw Brother LeBron watching the stat sheet, that told me all I needed to know on why the Lakers are losing. (laughs) That told me all I needed to know uh, why that team is not connected on defense. Because I played since, since Little League, since, since high school. And, I, and all the high school coaches around the world can attest to this. They would never, high school, college, whatever, they would never allow a player to watch a stat sheet on a bench, especially while they're losing. What is that stat sheet teaching you? It's not teaching you anything. I used to make sure if we lost a game, I wouldn't let nobody on our bus touch a stat sheet. We lost. What the fuck are we looking at the stats for? So for LeBron to be looking at a stat sheet on the bench, for all you young guys out there, he I'm not taking anything away from the way he plays the basketball game. He's still great. He's still going to go down into history as a great player. But that was the wrong message to send. That was horrible. And none of you players should ever emulate that. Wow. Woo! Woo! He said, you pl- young players should never emulate that. So don't be like LaChina James. Rhodes, yeah. I, I mean, you're getting blown out. What are, what are the stats matter? He, I'm, maybe he's checking his stats, see how far he got to go to catch Kareem. Hey, hey, LeBron has no self-awareness. You know who has self-awareness? Kwame Brown. <laughs> yep. And lots of it. Lots of it. Common have, have you, sense. Have you know you why ever I like seen... that guy so much? Common sense. Kwame yes. Brown's got common sense. Yes. I mean, he, Kwame has nowhere near the talent of LeBron, but he has way more common sense. Way more. Way more. Way more. And Kwame's been calling out LeBron for a while now. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen a king look at the stat sheet. Never seen Patrick Ewan. Never seen Barkley, Jordan. Never seen it. What is what does it matter on the stat sheet if you're getting blown out? In, is this a product? Is is this a LeBron thing, or is this where we are in the NBA now? Well, 
LeBron James has changed the NBA for the worse. Look at the team hopping, uh, the buddy-buddy, let's play with friends, that kind of thing. That's LeBron's impact. We were talking about Steph Curry's impact on the game the other day. That's LeBron's impact. His impact on his fellow NBA player and how they view the game and how they should conduct business in the game. And it has not been for the better. How they should conduct themselves off the court as well, by the way. Lack of of self-responsibility and accountability from NBA players. That is LeBron's contribution to the league. Wow. Right? Congratulations, LeBron. Yikes. Wow. Yep. Wow. All right, guys. So that is everything that we have to talk about today. Uh, but I believe, yeah, we got one more super chat. Uh, Giants Nation, $5. Speaking of street clothes, uh, would you, would this guy be willing to have Charles Barkley on your channel? I think he's asking, will we uh, be willing to have Charles Barkley on our channel? Charles, I don't know if Charles knows us or not. Correct. Correct. I would. Absolutely. You know, I would love to have Charles yeah, on here. Yeah. 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 By the way, most likely, hopefully, generally speaking, we have a pretty good idea that Kwame will probably end up watching that video when we cut it out. Kwame, come on. Yeah. Put, come on the stream, man. Pick some NFL games with us. Hang out. Chill. Let's shoot the shit. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Kwame Brown's yeah. welcome on this channel, without a doubt. Yep. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up today's show. We will be back. Um, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Appreciate everybody coming out. And uh, any other any other final words, Rhodes? Negative, Ghost Rider. The pattern is full right now. Mike McCarthy's ass should be on red hot fire. Yes. And like I said before, guys, um, if you would like to watch the whole entire show when we're done, click the join button, become a member of black and white sports here on YouTube and you get access to the full library of live streams that we actually have put out. That being said, guys, you guys be safe and we will see you tomorrow morning.